in Shakespeare's Measure for Measure, the wronged and powerless Isabel makes a statement about human nature. Just that men are dressed in a little brief authority, most ignorant of what he's most assured, his glassy essence. His glassy essence. As though humankind are breakable, transient windows. I don't know if Shakespeare was on their minds, but some folks came up with a cognitive psychology tool that describes the human self in this imagery of a window. It's called the Johari window. You may have heard of it. But it is a window of oneself with four panes in it. And in the first pane is what I know about myself and what others know about me as well. These are the traits I display and what others know about me, um, that things that are open for discussion, like I am a priest, I am idealistic, I'm white, I speak like a Kansan, I'm a complicated vegetarian, I can run a long ways. These things are known. Then there's the second window, the second pane, which is the blind spot. And this is what others know about me, but which I don't know about myself. Nervous tics fit in here. The reserved nature perceived as aloof. The way some people simply don't see the light that they bring into the world. You know those people. The way some people just don't see the negativity they bring into the world. We know them too. This pane of glass can shrink only through feedback from others and then acceptance of that feedback. The third pane is what I know of myself, but others do not know. The parts of me others will not see until I choose to disclose them. So, this is the facade, right? The face that you put on to do your job. The walls of security erected to keep your heart from being hurt yet again. The hidden agendas brought into conversation. The topics that we will bring up in conversation that will affect me deeply, but that you have no idea are so sensitive to my heart. This window can only shrink through choosing self-disclosure with others. But the fourth pain is the unknown. What others do not see of me and what I do not see of myself. The subconscious drives the darkness of our unseeing. As the prophet Jeremiah says, who can know a human heart? I think that this Johari window is a helpful way to look at the way that we talk about sin. Sin isn't the most popular subject we have at this place. Today is certainly not our most popular day. Um, even though sin is something that we acknowledge week after week, the known and unknown, the done and undone, and the answer always given week after week is mercy, mercy, mercy not simply just for the, the salve of a hurting soul, but that the mercy that is given to you, to me, 
might go back out through us then into the world. And to be clear, sin isn't as simple as a moral failing. In the Bible, sin is interchangeable with words like rebellion, evil, absence, hard-heartedness, separation. So what would a Johari window of sin look like? Well, the first pain is that which I know I commit, and others see it committed as well. I will say that it was wrong that I kicked your cat, and you can apologize for calling me the wrong name, and we will both be sorry. Reconciliation is possible in this pane of the window, and justices as well. Now the second pain is that which I commit, I commit, but I do not see, though I hurt you greatly by it. The sins of blindness, the neglect of the poor and the defenseless who need me to break my silence. The sins of privilege are found there. The way to shrink this window is by listening, as our prophet Isaiah says today, uh, to the voices of the oppressed. Now the third pain are my private sins, that which I know that I do, but they do not appear to affect others. The grudges nursed, the prejudices and biases I work so hard to keep out of conversation personal violence done only to oneself. It is humility and honesty that shrink this pain. But the fourth window, uh, the fourth pain of the window, is that which neither you or I see. It captures the sins unknown that we confess to every week. This is a pane of glass so caked with the grease of systems of greed and selfishness we live in that we cannot see through it. Lent, starting today, is the journey into these uncomfortable, unmentionable places of our lives. We take on disciplines in order to shake us out of our complacency. We give up the unnecessary to scrape off our cold habits to revive cold hearts. We smudge ashes, a scouring agent, on our heads to remember that this life happens once, that we are as fleeting as grass, that our windows, our glassy essences, will shatter and return to the sands of time, but for now, for now, we have the chance to venture into the darkened places to widen the pane of glass where the reconciliation and mercy of Christ can shine through.